Welcome to Sci Section. My name is Yumna Joffrey, and I am the journalist for the Sci Section radio show, broadcasted on CFMU 93.3 FM radio station. We are here today with Sarah El Shahat. Thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me today. Thank you so much, Yumna. It's very nice seeing you today. <laughs> so I'm going to start off by asking you a very general question. Who are you? Yeah, thank you so much, Yumna. So my my name is Sarah Ashad, as you said, and um, basically my uh, initial or my primary background is as a clinical pharmacist. So I'm a clinical pharmacist, but also I'm a public health professional. I'm going to share some of my like, journey today. Uh, but yeah, I am also um, work as a researcher at McMaster University. And uh, I have a B-Form degree in pharmacy and MPH uh, from at Queen's University, the UK, not here. And now I'm working or I'm leading the National Canhill Research Project in Canada as a primary investigator at McMaster University. <laughs> and that's so great to hear. So you did mention your research project, Canhill. So mm -hmm. um, what are your inspirations in creating this initiative? Yeah, so maybe just like I can provide some uh, overview about CanHeal. So CanHeal stands for the Canadian Arab Nutrition Health Education Active Living Project. So as I just said, as the primary investigator for this project, which aims to address the health needs of the Arab community in Canada. So the inspiration actually, uh, maybe I can provide also some insights. So the project employs a holistic biopsychosociocultural perspective which thoroughly and comprehensively and deeply investigates all the relationships between human biology, psychology, and the wider physical and social environment. So while this lens is crucial to effectively address, um, you know, health needs of any human being, this can be particularly critical for marginalized groups, such as immigrants, refugees, or ethnic minorities as a whole, because they face much more uh, challenges and stressors than the general population. So this actually was the inspiration uh, because there is a need for research that uses a holistic approach to ensure equitable, dignified, and efficient health and social care to all vulnerable communities and minorities. And such integrated approach, um, you know, so so our study is a better one, as most of the health issues our community actually faces today are a product of the societal issues and failures. So this can range from discrimination, lack of education, un or underemployment, inaccessible resources, health care professional shortages because of the systemic barriers, uh, just like these are just like few examples. And of course, the list is so long. So yeah, that's... Uh, a little bit about my or like the inspirations that uh, led to um, creating this project and this initiative. Yeah, so you mentioned something really important being the holistic uh, approach to research as well. Oh. So oh. that definitely does tie in with your um, focus on immigrant Arab and air populations in Canada. Is that correct? Yeah, Arab immigrants. So. AIR stands for Arab Immigrants and Refugees, which just like you just mentioned, Yumna. Yeah, so back in the UK, before moving to Canada, I could see how Arab immigrants face unique issues that really require, again, a holistic approach to address. 
So as well, they have specific beliefs and values that need to be taken into account and respected throughout any research or also delivery of health and social care services. So cultural and linguistic sensitivity is critically needed throughout the entire process from research to practice. Otherwise, uh, their needs or this population's needs would not be properly addressed, which unfortunately is the case. And also the research among this population is very limited. So during my work in the UK as a public health professional, I also uh, could discuss and collaborate with colleagues from North America. And I was able to see that the Arab community in Canada face the same issues like those in the UK. And unfortunately, the situation is even worse in Canada uh, due to issues within the healthcare system, as well as discrimination, which is much more. Hate crimes are on the rise here in Canada, much more than the UK, unfortunately, which is super, um, you know, concerning and eye-opening. Uh, so, and talking about the health system, uh, so for example, here, the medications are not covered by the government as part of the OHIP, for example, talking about Ontario. And in the UK, for example, in contrast, there is coverage. People would just go to the pharmacy and collect their medications without having to think of insurance and those stuff. So uh, an additional barrier for this population and other population as well. So here also you have the terrible issue, the so-called Canadian experience, uh, like discrimination within the job market. Nothing like this exists in the UK, unfortunately. Things are much better. So lots of lots of issues here. So I decided eventually to do this research here in Canada with their community because of just like the high need for this research. And uh, also this research will be to some extent applicable uh, to support other ethnic minorities who have the same struggles. And also, uh, you know, it's not just like, you know, only in Canada, but would help also inform other uh, research projects and uh, practice in other Western countries as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so great to hear that you saw these systemic issues within Canada and decide to do something about it, especially regarding a very vulnerable group of people, right? Yeah, uh, so you already kind of briefly went over this, but if you wanted to maybe specifically talk about uh, what you expect to see by the end of Can Hill, what are your uh, long-term goals for Can Hill or your just final, I want to say, end goals for this initiative? Yeah, thank you so much, Yimna. This is um, like a good question, actually. So basically, just uh, three main or big uh, objectives or hopefully um, desired outcomes. So one of them is raising awareness and also advocating for health and social needs of ethnic minorities. So this is a bigger goal because, for example, talking about the discrimination within the job market, this is not an issue for Arabs only, but also other ethnic minorities and immigrants overall. So raising awareness about all these issues, number one. Number two, informing policy change in the context of health and social care systems, as well as policy like politics and legislation. And number three, informing health and social care practice and how services actually are provided and delivered so every service, every resource is individual and patient-centered. So these are um, three major uh, aims and like desired objectives or like desired outcomes for this project that really the team hopes to achieve at the end. Yeah. 
And considering you have such a hardworking team with such an amazing principal investigator as yourself, I have no doubts that you'll achieve exactly uh, these three goals that you mentioned for Canhill. Thank you so much. And going back a little bit, so what exactly do you think you did differently compared to your peers when you were like an undergraduate student that helped you become uh, who you are today or reach where you are today? Actually, this is a sensitive question, <laughs> but I'm happy to share a bit about it. So yeah, so one major thing that I was always not satisfied with during my journey as a pharmacist is uh, or what was the sole, the only focus on the biomedical model and the healthcare delivery. So the majority, most of my colleagues were focusing on the biomedical model, which I believe, and I had, and like, you know, and this has proven to be a major global issue and reason for many unsolved health challenges that our communities face. So unfortunately, I can tell you, having worked in this field for many years, so there is a high loyalty to pharma. <laughs> so, and just like they are educated to talk just about medications and instead of how we can address the root causes of all the health issues that we have in our communities. Of course, we can deny that pharma is a big business. Pharmaceutical businesses sell people sickness. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is the fact, I will say that, yeah. So they still, they benefit, they take advantage of people's sickness. So, Unfortunately, that's their job. Sometimes I really felt angry about this. When I pursued pharmacy, I was hoping to help people. However, the system didn't allow me. There are always restrictions because profit is a key driver for the whole system. You can't skip that. You can't change, you know, just like people are like, you know, having like specific system to follow. So this was like the turning, the turning point for me. Yeah. So then, you know, um, you know, I, I decided just like to find something else. It's just like, yeah, like that's the turning point for me to pursue public health. So I realized that I should uh, uh, consider an additional field to allow me to do what I'm not allowed to do as a pharmacist. You know, public health um, is a, a bit different field. So which is like, you can have like, the capacity, the some room to, uh, you know, yeah, criticize these issues, like, you know, cooperate for um, some just like solutions, measures like to change the system and so on. So yeah, so this is mainly uh, like the main turning point for me. So really, I hope one day our system could see change. I really hope that one day pharma and healthcare uh, work to help and support people and be really patient-centered by actions, not words and promises, unfulfilled promises. And instead of just like seeing them as a means for profit and increasing their sales, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I know that was probably a very sensitive point in your life, especially you mentioned that turning point. Um, yeah, and very unfortunate to hear about the fact that these root causes of many of these illnesses are never acknowledged or never wanting to be acknowledged right because otherwise they won't be able to make profits <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's very unfortunate. So maybe for um, other students who may also be interested in, you know, tackling these issues at the root cause, what kind of advice would you have for them, for them pursuing research in particular, maybe related to public health? That's a great point. So thank you so much, Shivna. So the first uh, advice I would recommend is that don't limit yourself to what you have in mind as a long-term goal. So for example, even if talking about research, even if you have a goal to pursue research on public policy, for example, at the end, you can still join opportunities for maybe health promotion research, health services research, or even nutrition, anything else. So don't limit yourself uh, to what you have in mind as a long-term goal. Uh, because what you will learn now or with any opportunity, this would allow you, uh, like, you know, to learn too many things. This would be applicable to many fields. I can assure that. You can't imagine how different fields relate to each other. You know, it's eye-opening. It's all interconnected as well. Methodologies are so interconnected and applicable to too many disciplines. Gaining these different perspectives would definitely help you just like, you know, um, open your eyes, just like, you know, you know just um, help you uh, be um, like, I would say a more experienced person. Um, yeah, and the second one is uh, trying to join or work on interdisciplinary research projects. This is like such a great opportunity to, so, to see how knowledge from different disciplines is all integrated to address complex research questions. And my last advice, and I kept it to the end because it's so important, always keep in mind or consider or like, you know, put too much emphasis and like, you know, adopt a holistic approach because we do need more integrated approach we as human beings are all intertwined with the environment we live in that significantly impacts our life. So human is not just biology. This is like one minor part of it. Like human bodies are super complicated to be able to really help address any problems and issues we have in our super tough societies and complicated societies we are having or we are living in nowadays. An integrated approach is so much needed. If we need to see change and improvement, and if you do really want to help people, you need to adopt a holistic approach. So that's my last advice, yeah. Yeah, your point about biology being only a small part of your entire being, you know, as a human, as a human being, I would say is a very understated point, I would say, in university. Um, yeah, no, thank you so much for that answer, Sarah. That was amazing. That's it for this week of Sci Section. So make sure to check out our podcast available on global platforms for latest interviews. Thank you so much for meeting with me today, Sarah. Thank you so much. Yeah.